0: everyone to a fabulous new Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a great show in store for you today. We've got a brand new musical for you and to tell us about it we have Susan Crawford who is the book writer and co-lyricist and Dan Seidman who is the composer and co-lyricist. They're joining us to talk about their new show Fifth Avenue, a jazz musical comedy. This show is playing Monday night. Beginning tonight at, on the recording day, January 8th through February 12th at 7 p.m. And this is all happening at Don't Tell Mama. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting DontTellMamaNYC.com. We are so excited to be sharing a brand new musical with you. And so the best people to be able to do that is our guest. So let's welcome them on. Susan, Dan, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper.
1: Thank you so much, great to be here.
2: Yes, thank you.
1: I am
0: so excited to have you here because you are checking two of my favorite boxes, jazz and musical, done. Ticket sold for me, I'm there. (laughs) I cannot wait to hear more about this great new show that you have that's opening tonight, January 8th. (laughs) So Susan, can I start with you and have you tell us a little bit about what Fifth Avenue is about?
2: Well our thumbnail description which we're supposed to have the length of an elevator ride it's about two businessmen who longtime businessmen who are chasing after their american dream but keep getting caught up in other people's schemes
0: I love it Help. elevator off <laughs> <laughs> I love it though that's such a it, it it's, it sounds like one of those classic 19, like 1930s films. You know what I mean? So that's perfect. <laughs> Dan, I want to know, where did
1: you all get the idea for this show? Okay, so it's an original story. It grew out of my interest in jazz. I'm a jazz pianist and history. And it was inspired by a good friend of mine who wrote a book called The Rise and the Fall of the Jewish Gangster in America. His name is Albert Freed, I should say. I love that. Yeah, Susan- it's a really serious book. It was a it was a, a big a big thing. The Lower East Side was teeming with people and people were trying to figure out how to make a living and got caught up in all kinds of things, even before Prohibition took over.
0: Yeah, I love that. Susan, how long have you two been working on this piece?
2: Well, how long have we known each other? So we've known each other for a number of decades and got married several decades ago, and we were working on it back then. And then Dan went to graduate school, and then we had children, and then there was the pandemic, and so on. So during the pandemic, we pulled it out again and started reworking it, mostly the song lyrics and then recording the songs. And... It kind of took off from there, but it was written over the course of, I'd say, three years between Dan doing the music and then when I came on, it was about two years of doing the book and the lyrics together. And I did a lot of research for the book, which mostly about prohibition in New York City in the late 20s. So that's when it takes place. And in the course of it, I read about Arnold Rothstein by this book his wife wrote about him and other gangsters, but then I hit on Owen Madden and the story clicked because Owen Madden was this mix of being a gangster and an entrepreneur. And so it's kind of loosely based on the work he did setting up nightclubs. And in fact, don't tell mama, he probably participated in the, it's the speakeasy that was there. And we've been told that Ruby Keeler danced there, but we're, we're not sure of that. So we feel like we're in the right place at the right time
0: that is so amazing I love the the mix of art and history in that moment that's wonderful Dan as you guys are preparing tonight for opening night what has it been like developing
1: the show it's been really quite wonderful we you know we pulled it out of the trunk and we started working on the songs and uh, trying to work on the lyrics, which we did. And then we, we went, we had had a recording from way back when, but we went into Dubway Studios, recorded the whole the whole show, and then we sent it around and got feedback from all kinds of people. And then we we worked on it again. So it's been, you know, it's been evolving. It's been a number of different iterations of it. And then we ended up doing a reading in June and got a lot of encouragement to to put it up. So we put it up. <laughs>
0: Fabulous. This is exciting. This is so exciting how this has all come together. Susan, I want to bounce back to you to start off this question because you're the book writer and co-lyricist. And I'm curious to know, is there a message or a thought you hope that audiences take away from Fifth Avenue?
2: Well, there is an in the American business ethos. Most people, if given the choice, want to run their own business rather than work for somebody else. So our guys keep doing that over and over and over again. And it's a comedy, so it's meant to (laughs) make people laugh, but, but that can happen that people don't succeed in their businesses, but they keep trying and in the end, come up with something that I won't tell you how it ends, but you know, this is the biggest and best plan ever that they have come up with.
0: Dan... As the composer and co-lyricist, what about you? What is the messenger thought you hope audiences take away from the show?
1: Well, I, th- I I hope that the the music captures this the spirit of those times. And that's that seems to be what you know the actors are are, are, are feeling about it. So I'm excited about that. And I think I think that comedy is a wonderful way to get your, your message across without hitting people over the head. And I've been very pleased with the way the the structure and the dialogue support the music. So I think I think we caught something. Love it.
0: And now we've arrived at my final question for this first part, which again, I want to ask both of you, starting with you, Dan, which is, who do you hope have access to the show?
1: Well, of course, we want everyone to see it who wants to see it. But, we've been working with people in the in the in the theater world, and some of them have been, you know, very supportive of us and very encouraging. So we're hoping they will come in and, and see it and like it absolutely. Susan, how about
0: you? Who do you hope have access?
2: Well similar thoughts, anyone who wants to see it or feel like they would be amused by it and learn something from it, which is what theater is supposed to be about educational and entertaining all at once and you know we're not sure this is a limited run at don't tell mama and if it's selling well we'll stay there for a while and or if producers are interested they'll move it to a bigger venue so we're hoping they come too not just the audience but producers interested in in expanding the whole production not to make it huge but to have it run
0: The second part of our interviews we love giving our listeners the opportunity to get to know our guests a little bit more and i want to start by asking the two of you what or who inspires you what playwrights composers or shows have inspired you in the past or just some of your favorites and dan if i can start with you first on that please Okay, well,
1: I, I must say that my first experience with a Broadway show was when I went with my family to see Oliver, and I I was very mesmerized by the whole thing, and I went back to see the City Center Encore's version in May, and I was really charmed by that too. So you know that's a something I've always loved, and we recently saw Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman, and it was a it was a great performance of a great play. So. I was very, very impressed by, you know, that as well.
0: Those are two fantastic, fantastic shows, and I'm so glad you got to see them. Wonderful productions. Susan, how about you?
2: Well, my all-time favorite musical is Three Penny Opera, and I had a walk-on part when I was about 14 in our in the theater. Program we had in the town I grew up in. And just right from then, I just loved the show, loved the music. Didn't totally understand the politics at the time, but in as uh, you know, and then I would see other versions of it as I got older. And I loved the way it blended the story and the politics that it was handling. And I'd like to think that's what I'm doing in the work that I do also.
0: That is fabulous. And another great show. Love it. Now, as I keep mentioning, tonight's your opening night. You guys have been very busy getting ready for this, but I'm curious to know, have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners?
2: To recommend? Well, we've been so busy. We haven't actually been going that much. But as Dan mentioned, we saw Death of a Salesman, which isn't still running. We have seen the Neil Diamond musical. We've been working with Ken Davenport in his Theater Maker studio, and so we were happy to see that and see it doing so well called a brilliant noise a, a beautiful noise a beautiful <laughs> noise <laughs> <laughs> ah. so so that's something that's running that we've seen that we can recommend and i have to say oh, we, one of the highlights of the past several years was going to see a delicate balance by edward Albee, with john lithgow and glenn close this was now several years ago so you can't go see it anymore but It was just one of those magical nights of perfect theater and also we got ourselves out of the house on a blizzard night which i learned long ago if you live in new york city go to the theater when there's a blizzard because all the out of towners stay home and so they have tickets (laughs) and we did and we were so pleased that that we instead of wanting to stay home being cozy. We we got out there and saw it. And I'll I'll just also mention since, you know, one of the questions that had been asked recently was, you know, what is one of the theater moments, a, a highlight theater moment? And for me, it was seeing Nicholas Heitner's production of Carousel. This was in the early 90s. And it was just extraordinary. It was a dark version of it. Instead of usually when carousel's done, it's being done in community theaters and high schools and so on, and it has kind of a cotton candy feel to it, and this was not cotton candy, this was labor problems in New England <laughs> at the time that the the show covers it was it was amazing
0: fantastic fantastic productions listed there, oh my gosh, I love those. I want to ask the two of you now, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? And Susan, if I can stick with you first on this.
2: I love that it's a community activity, a communal activity that once a script is written, you're working with actors, a director, musical director, if it's a musical, you're working with a lot of people who bring it to life. And I love that aspect. And and they all have really important roles in bringing it to life. When, when you're writing a, a play, it's more skeletal than, say, a novel or fiction. So you have these other people coming in with their visions and their contributions to bring it to life, to fulfill the vision that the writer has. And I have to say, these actors are doing it 110% in our show. We just love the work they're doing.
0: That is fabulous. Shout out to actors for that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a wonderful director, Andrea Andresakis, who's, who's got lots of credits in New York theater. She she really got the script immediately, you know, got what it was about and how to handle it. And so we, we're really appreciative of her for that.
0: Wonderful. Dan, how about you? What is your favorite part about working in the theater?
1: Well, I must say that I'm also in awe of good acting. And I've been really touched by the performances that the actors are giving us for, for this production. I think if, if they didn't exist, I don't think I could have dreamed them up. I, I think they're just so right for what they're doing.
0: That is a truly wonderful answer. Well, we've now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests. And that, of course, is what is your favorite theater memory? And Susan, I know you've shared one already in in the revival of Carousel from the 90s. But if I can prod and have another memory from you as well, that would be wonderful.
2: Okay, well, I will give you the one that, you know, I had shared previously, which is whenever I smell Max Factor pancake makeup, I'm just instantly transported to the first summer I acted, and it's just—it's just, it's, it just it brings on vivid memories of that whole time in my life getting started with acting. And I should just add, given what you were just saying about actors, that a lot of my sensibility in the playwriting has come out of the years I spent acting. I mean, it's—you you really learn about pacing and just everything that goes into writing a play. I would say the best place to learn how to do it is by acting in them.
0: That is a wonderful memory. I don't think we've ever had someone mention like a smell taking them back, but you know, we all have those. Like, you just <laughs> something hits you and you're immediately transported to that. For me, it's the Ben Nye. It's that white Ben Nye makeup that just smell or that, or the Noxima <laughs> cold cream. High school, uh-huh. that's what they told us to always put on after the show. Every time right. I smell Noxima cold cream, I'm Immediately, I'm just <laughs> guys and dolls. You know, I love that memory. Thank you so much for
2: sharing that. You're welcome,
0: Dan. How about you?
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I was I was pretty lucky when I was finishing up college. I got a job at the switchboard on the sixth floor of the for the Schubert Organization of the Sardi Building, and I used to spend all, all, the whole day, like maybe ten or twelve hours in that room. But I got, because I was working for the Schubert organization, I got to see all the shows. They have 17 theaters. I saw all the shows. And the producers and the and the PR people used to call and say, hey, Dan, how did we do for the matinee? And I would give them the numbers. That was my job, was to give them all the numbers. And I would go see all the shows. I must have seen A Chorus Line 10 or 12 times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really got a feel for, you know, the ones that work and the ones that don't. But it it was great. I really, uh, so that's a special memory. In fact, I I was working on this show initially when I was at that switchboard, and I made a a tape of it, and I gave it to one of the in-house producers there at the Schubert office. And he calls me up at the the switchboard, and he says, look, come over to my office, which was right above the Schubert Theater on the fourth floor. His name was Warren Caro. And he sat down, and he listened to all the songs with me, and he went through the whole thing and he said you should workshop this and he gave me a book of how to write lyrics by ira gershman and it's a book i still have he's a really nice guy
2: he was the original producer of oklahoma right
1: i believe that's true
2: Yeah.
0: yeah that is incredible oh my god that's amazing first of all on behalf of every musical theater lover the fact that you got to see chorus line at least 10 times and before we're talking the original production at the schubert oh yes yes oh my god it's true and then to have a producer be like come on up let's talk about your show what that's oh that is an amazing story both of you thank you so much for sharing those incredible stories i appreciate that Do you two have any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you?
2: Well, I did have two other plays produced in the past 18 months. And, you know, once this is launched, there's one in particular I'd like to get relaunched. They were both in festivals, which are very intensive, but short-lived. So I'd like to get a longer running production of of that in particular. The other one was a one-act, so it's hard to get long-running productions of what next (laughs) but but the other one is full length is a full-length comedy
0: exciting we'll have to pay close attention for that that leads me to my final question which is if our listeners would like more information about fifth avenue a jazz musical comedy or about either of you maybe they'd like to reach out to the two of you how can they do so
1: well we do have a website for the show it's www.fifthavenuemusical.com. And it has, it has some selection of the music on there. It has a medley. And also there's a music section, which has about six of the songs that we recorded at Dubway. Ooh. So there's, and there's stuff about the show. And we've also been asking people to submit prohibition stories. We have a couple of really good ones on the, on the site. So fifthavenuemusical.com.
2: And it's also a good way to reserve tickets because the link there takes you right to the don't tell mama calendar, as opposed to the overall website.
0: Wonderful. Well, Susan and Dan, thank you both so much for taking the time today to speak with me, especially with it being opening night, just a few hours away. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited for your show. Cannot wait to see it. So thank you both very much.
1: Well, thank you so much, Andrew. We really appreciate that. And come see the show. We'd love to see you there.
0: My guests today have been Susan Crawford, who is the book writer and co-lyricist, and Dan Seidman, who's the composer and co-lyricist, both who were part of the brand new great show Fifth Avenue, a jazz musical comedy it's playing Monday nights from January 8th through February 12th at 7pm at Don't Tell Mama. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting nyc.com. but also... Head to the show's website, 5 You can hear clips from the show, songs from the show. You can also find a link to get tickets for the show. They're looking for prohibition stories, which is fantastic. You don't want to miss out on this show. Come join us on an upcoming Monday to see the show. It's wonderful. It's going to be a great time. Tonight, the night of our, this recording is opening night. So make sure you head down to Don't Tell Mama to see... Fifth Avenue, a jazz musical comedy. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies.
2: And keep talking about the theater.
1: In a stage whisper. (laughs) Thank you.
0: If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod, And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at
2: StageWhisperPod at gmail.com.
0: And be sure to check out our website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit StageWhisperPod.com. Our theme song is Maniac